Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. All right, the New Jersey Devils win the draft lottery. Actually, the teams in the top three are probably all feeling like winners. New Jersey goes up from three to one. The Rangers go up from six to two. Chicago goes up from 12 to three. So Colorado had uh, the Ottawa pick. They had the best odds. They dropped down to four. Edmonton gets bumped down from seven to eight. By the way, the Devils' odds, 11.5%, the same the Oilers had four years ago when they moved up from three to one to get Connor McDavid. The Oil Kings just getting on the ice in Calgary. Game three of that series. Oil Kings up two games to nothing. PA in Saskatoon tonight. The Raiders lead that series to zip. Lawrence in a plumbing van texting in. He says, I find it amusing that the Kings and Avalanche both dropped three spots. Luke Robitaille looked like he was going to cry. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if I saw that shot, Lawrence. <laughs> and by the way, do you have a TV in your plumbing van? That's incredible. Uh... <laughs> My name is Reed Wilkins. It's Inside Sports on Oilers at Eskimos Radio, 6.30 Ched. All right, so that's what we can talk about now. Uh, Trevor Zagris out of the U.S. National Development Team program. He's a center. Left wing Matthew Boldy, he's in that range. Uh, Alex Turcott, he's out of the National Development Team program as well. Could defenseman Bowen Byram still be there at eight? Probably not. Uh, Kirby Doc, Dylan Cousins, maybe, maybe. Uh, they're projected to probably go a little higher. A um, couple Swedish players, Broberg and Soderstrom, Peyton Krebs out of, out of Kootenai, a WHL player. That's all in the neighborhood of where the Oilers are going to be picking if they uh, hang on to that pick as we bring in Rob Brown. Rob, how's it going, buddy? It's going all right, Reed. How are you doing? I'm uh, doing well. This was one of those shows where... It, I was like, okay, is is everything going to break loose if the Oilers win the lottery or even move into the top three, or is it kind of going to be like, okay, not a lot of change? Well, not a lot of change. And, and th- Rob, this is fascinating. And this is okay. I'm going to tell you this, and you played in the NHL, and I know sometimes you roll your eyes at the stats. I will give. So this mm-hmm. is this is just one of those crazy things. Taylor Hall was drafted first overall in 2010. Since then, this is now the fifth time his team has the first overall pick. Three with the Oilers, and now two with the Devils. Like, that's just a... And he's won a Hart Trophy. Like, that's just a crazy stat to me. He's kind of good luck. You want to have him on your team then, don't you? <laughs> like, it means nothing. It's just weird. Well, um, isn't there another stat, too, that twice the Oilers have beat the Calgary Flames in the last game of the season, and that because of that, they moved up one spot in the standings, the team that they passed, ended up winning first overall and ended up winning second overall? Uh, well, yeah, somebody just called in about that, but I couldn't remember the year. Was it was it the Patrick Kane year? It was the Patrick Kane year. So it was a while Patrick ago, Kane, yes. They got Sam Gagne. And that was, the rules were different because there weren't three teams then that won no, the lottery. There was just, it was just one. Yeah, it was just the one team, and the others, the spot that they had, and Chicago, and they ended up passing Chicago on the last day of the season right. because they beat Calgary, and Chicago won first overall. 
then today they beat Calgary or they beat Calgary last game of the season and then this one <laughs> they hop over the New York Rangers and now the New York Rangers get either the American or the Finnish player. Yeah. Either one, a great hockey player. Yeah. And, and I mean, it is a lot. Like I said to a caller, you know, the guy pressing the button for the fan a tenth of a second later. So I don't, I don't get too hung up on that, but it is kind of, it is kind of funny what you said. And another thing, and I always say this, because uh, people say, well, the Oilers won the lottery. And here's another weird connection to this whole thing, Rob. The Oilers actually did not win the lottery in 2011. They retained the first overall pick because the law, the winning lottery team could only move up four spots. New Jersey won that draft lottery and moved up from eight to four. And you know who they picked? Nope. Adam Larson. Like, isn't that just weird? <laughs> this is six degrees of separation. <laughs> I'm, the only thing that could throw this even more is that Kevin Bacon was at both of those drafts. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is. So, so now New Jersey's actually won. Uh, the, so they've actually won the lottery three times, but the first time they won it, they couldn't pick first. So somebody's going to have to write a book on all this stuff. <laughs> Rob, <laughs> great. Pretty, some pretty happy guys in Jersey right now, though. Oh, absolutely. That's that's exciting for them. Uh, thanks for checking in tonight. You know, I, I read off uh, some of those names. I mean, look, I'm probably like you. I read about these players. I watch highlight videos. Now I can kind of focus in on some more names on who the Oilers might get uh kirby doc is a local product i don't think he's going to be around at eight um but did, did you because i know you know something did you know kirby at all or see him play when he was younger I, i've seen him play i don't know him okay I, i've seen him play and he's a very talented young player i know uh peyton krebs i've seen him play a number of times uh through i think he's close to my son's age i've seen i've seen him play many times uh byram i played with his father in the minors, I've seen him play, a uh, talented hockey player. So I've seen a lot of the Western guys I've seen, but I saw them play when they were younger. Mm-hmm. You knew they were going to be special players, but you never think they're going to be you know, top five, top ten picks. Well, and I would think with, I mean, we're assuming that the top two is going to be Hughes and Kako out, out of Finland, and they both might be able to play into the NHL this year. There's some comparisons with Kako and Kotkaniemi, who turned out pretty good for the uh, Canadians. Vasily Podkolzin out of Russia is maybe going to go number three. But I, like, I, I think Doc, Cousins, Krebs, you know, could be in there for number eight, I, I, depending on how it goes. The thing with Byron... Byram, Rob, I and mean, we talk about what the Oilers need. Well, even if you already have a good defense core, uh, a defenseman who can skate and pass and can play, you know, with a little bit of toughness, uh, I don't think Byram's around at number eight, if, if that's how he's seen by most teams. I, I agree. And to me, you take the best player. And if he comes into a, an area that you already are full, well, now you trade what you got. And then you got a trading trip. Um, so I think you take the best player available. I'd be very wary of taking a Russian number three. I think there's been a number of Russians over the last number of while, little while that have not turned out as well. And, and to me, I'm pro-Western Canadian anyways. You have a chance to take a Western Canadian, you take him. Better chance of getting what you want. Well, and that's again. I mean, I, I know, I know, Rob, that you're reluctant to say that about Russian players, but I, I think it's, I think it's fair given how it's gone for some of them. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah, the I mean, there's been yeah. some incredibly, absolutely. But I, to me, I'm, I'm pro Western Hockey League players, 
pro Canadian players. If you have an opportunity that you're weighing the scales between one or two, I, I stay with Canadian player. It just you seem to know what you get more. You seem to get uh, more consistency, just from what I've seen. I mean, ask the Columbus Blue Jackets about how their Russian stars have turned out for them in the last little while. They've been a little wary. Well, and I mean, Puliyarvi's not. Russian, obviously, but how brilliant do they look for taking Dubois third when a lot of people thought Puliyarvi was going to go that year? No, absolutely. I mean, uh, Dubois, I mean, he's a number one center now in Columbus, and I don't. I mean, he's a guy that was under the radar. I, I mean, here's where you got to trust your your scouting staff. And you have to have belief in your scouting staff because as much as a general manager is the one that makes the final call, he doesn't go to all the games. Your scouts are watching them day in, day out, and they're going back again. They're going back a third and a fourth and a fifth time. You know, the, the GM will go a couple times, but the other guys have seen them uh, through thick and thin. So you've got to have a lot of faith in your scouting staff, uh, and, and you've got to trust what they say is the correct call because you don't want to mess up a first pick. You know, we've seen a number of teams have done it, but it sets you back when you make a, mix, you make a big mistake. Rob Brown joining us at Inside Sports at 714. So the Oilers will draft eighth. New Jersey wins. They're going to draft first. Rob, the playoffs start tomorrow. The first round is uh, just a joy. You played uh, 54 playoff games in the National Hockey League and uh, a whole bunch more in the minors. We've obviously talked about you winning a championship with the Chicago Wolves. Uh, I've had Fernando on. I had Chimera on. I asked them this question, too, so I'm curious to get it from you. This night, the night before you start the playoffs, what was it like as a player? Could you treat it like a normal night of preparation before a game, or how do you remember it feeling? Uh, no, it was completely different. It was. Uh, it, it wouldn't be up there with playing the night before your first ever NHL game, but it's that kind of excitement. Uh, you just can't wait for it to start. You don't sleep as well the night before a game. You're playing things over in your head. There's nerves. Before everything starts, there's nerves. You know, can we beat this team? Are we going to be good enough? Are we going to be able to go further? Once the series starts, it's completely different. You become immersed, and the worry is gone. But the nerves before, the night before it starts, is when you feel it the most. And uh, it's a nervous energy, but you just can't wait to start the game. You can't wait to get to the pregame skate the next day and just start the whole whole trip. And I, I know that the fans a couple of years ago when the Oilers were in the playoffs again, the excitement that this city had, it's not just the city, it's in the dressing room as well. The players are just giddy when they get to the playoffs. You play 82 games and the season is long and there's some ups, there's some downs, there's, uh, you're exhausted, you're fatigued, you, you go through and you go through everything. But when the playoffs start, everyone has the exact same chance of winning that family, family Cup and everyone has the same belief that they can do it. So, uh, the players are just as excited, if not more excited, than any fan could ever imagine. Uh, any player that you especially hated going up against in the postseason? Uh, well, Hextall chased me in the postseason. <laughs> Fair so, enough. <laughs> so maybe him. I think he challenged me to fight three or four times in that series as well. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, it, it's completely different once you get the playoffs because your sole focus is on winning. There's no focus on uh, getting someone back from something that you may have felt was wronged in the regular season. You're simply, uh, you, you just, the same feeling that every fan that was at the first Oilers playoff game had in the stand, that is the exact same feeling the players have 
when they're sitting in the dressing room. They cannot wait for it to start. All right, so we uh, roll into the first round here. Uh, I did my picks with Bob and Jack and, and Brandon on Oilers now today. I'm not going to put you on the spot for all eight series, Rob, but you've been high on St. Louis all year long. Tampa Bay won 62 games. Uh, I think Calgary is very deep. I, I do legitimately think they're the best team in the West. They had the best record. Uh, who do you kind of like going in to, to, to make some noise? Well, I, I do like St. Louis. I, I do. I, I think that they're playing as good as any team in the National Hockey League. I mean, you're putting a lot of faith in a rookie goaltender, but there have been some great stories in, in the past. You look at, you know, Patty Waugh, what he did in Montreal, and I'm not saying Bennington's that yet, but the season he has had, if he carries out four, St. Louis is deep. And they got some, they're top to bottom, a very strong hockey club. So I like St. Louis out of that division. Uh, I do like the Calgary Flames. I think the Calgary Flames are going to gain confidence because I think they're going to beat Colorado in the first round. I think Vegas and St. Louis are going to beat each other up. I, you know, Vegas I, and I, San I'm Jose. Gonna, I'm take, sorry, yeah, Vegas and San Jose. I, I think that uh, Calgary is going to come out of that division. I believe Tampa is going to come out of theirs. And I got to go with my Pittsburgh Penguins to come out of their division. So those are my final four teams. And that's the four teams that are going to be picking players off when I go against my son in their annual hockey pool tonight. Uh, which you have never won, correct? He's beat me 11 straight hockey pools. <laughs> he had a couple of years ago when the Penguins were playing against San Jose in the finals, I was winning with I was winning by two points with a minute to go in the game, and the Penguins scored an empty net goal, and he got a point on all for all three goals and two assists and beat me. It's the closest I've ever come to him. Uh, that is a heartbreaker. Oil <laughs> King was. Uh, Oil Kings half, almost halfway through the first period in Calgary. They're scoreless. Uh, Fernando was on the show earlier, Rob. And, of course, he's doing some skills coaching with the Oil Kings this season. So now we know how they turned it around. <laughs> well, you know, I'm doing skills with Fernando on the ice every morning. So I'm teaching Fernando the skills <laughs> he's able to pass on to the Oil Kings. Rob, thanks for checking in, man. Uh, we'll, we'll talk uh, throughout the playoffs here. It's always fun to get you on the show, man. I, I already miss you. Three, so do I. Three games you know what? We, we just got to get together. Once a week, we'll have game night, you and I, once a week. That sounds like a good idea. Thanks, buddy. All right, take care, Reed. There's Rob Brown checking in tonight on Inside Sports. The uh, Saskatoon-Prince Albert game is on television here. Saskatoon scores early, so they lead PA 1-0 five minutes into the first period. 780-496-0063. You can text 636-30, New Jersey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply wins the draft lottery and the Oilers will pick eighth overall inside sports on 630 shed coming right back Adam texting in tonight he says putty from Seinfeld is extremely happy with the New Jersey Devils winning the draft lottery, the Oilers eighth overall. Frustrated fan texting in saying, if I were the Devils, I would be overjoyed because they have someone to replace the injury-prone Taylor Hall. That is from frustrated fan. 
Uh, this texture says, so now New Jersey needs to look at moving Taylor Hall, who will be a free agent in two years. And with the number one pick two of the last three years, I would think they are in a slight rebuild, which Hall may not want to be in again. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, slight correction for that texture. Taylor Hall is a free agent next summer. His contract expires after the 1920 season. And there is some speculation that maybe uh, they would look at trading him this summer rather than risk losing him to free agency next summer. Uh, Ron from Lloyd Minster says Sam Cosentino's latest draft rankings, Dylan Cousins at four, Byram at five, and Doc at eight. Well, that's interesting. Kirby Doc at eight. Trent says probably for the better, if the Oilers won again, the league would probably disqualify them from future drafts and call shenanigans. <laughs> that is from Trent to 630-630. This texture says, hey, Reed, all it takes is for one of the top prospects, say in the four or five range, to drop down uh, for a higher prospect to wind up at number eight for the Oilers. Well, I got to tell you, uh, last year, we did not think that the Oilers were going to have the choices they did at number uh, at number 10, where they wound up getting Evan Bouchard. Like that, I, I didn't think that they would have the players available to them that, that they wound up having. So that is a good point for that texture. The, the further down you go in the draft, even though eight is still a pretty high pick, the, the more unpredictable it gets, which each space you move down. So I, I think that is, that is a really good point. And I know when we got to number 10, I did not think the Oilers would have Evan Bouchard, Oliver Wallstrom, and Noah Dobson all available to them. I thought maybe they'd have one. They had all three. Bouchard went 10 to the Oilers, Wallstrom went 11th to the Islanders, and Dobson went 11th also to the Islanders. They had Calgary's pick there. So good point by that texter. Maybe someone that, you know, you might have thought was going to go 4, 5, or 6 is uh, is going to go be available at to number 8 at the Oilers. Uh, this texter says, keep that pick, try and trade Puliyarvi and a second for Zucker or Raquel. Uh, look over the D as we have a ton coming. That is uh, a text to 630-630. Well, it's going to be fun. Uh, we will see if the Oilers keep that pick. We'll see who the general manager is going to be making it. And, uh, yeah, Kirby Doc, if he's there, well, that'd be a pretty good pick. He's playing for Saskatoon right now. Uh, Yakishev says, uh, Reed, I'm doing a draft tomorrow night. Need some information. Do you think Marchand will lick the Leafs? Oh, my goodness, Yakishev. Uh, I, well, okay, here's my predictions. I do not think Brad Marchand will lick anybody in this year's playoffs. And I do think they will beat Toronto. This was my pick on Oilers now earlier today. I picked Boston in four over Toronto. For a couple of reasons, because I actually think Boston will beat Toronto and because I wanted to uh, annoy slash shock Bob Stoffer, who's been saying for the last month how he thinks the Leafs are going to win. I do not, so I picked Boston in four. We will have time for a couple calls on the open line. I see I have a couple of you on hold. I'll bring you in after the 7.30 news. Hal Gill as well from the Predators broadcast booth. This portion of the show... Presented by Northern Chicken Brunch, Northern Chicken Style, Buttermilk Biscuits, Sausage Gravy, and Smashed Potatoes, Sundays, 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. Visit northernchickenyeg.com.
Taylor Hall has written this on Twitter. They talk about Gretzky's 92 goals or Sittler's 10 points in one game as records that may never be broken. But winning five draft lotteries in your first nine years in the league in two different draft lottery eras, no less, that is a record that will stand forever. As Hall's New Jersey Devils win the draft lottery tonight, as they did a couple of years ago. And, of course, after uh, Taylor Hall was drafted by the Oilers first overall three times the lottery results allowed the Oilers to have the first overall pick Hall then followed that up by tweeting honestly though very excited to welcome our future number one overall pick to Jersey great start to the summer for the Devils in the Western Hockey League tonight oh by the way the Oilers will pick eighth they drop down a spot Oil Kings and Hitman scoreless late in the first Saskatoon leading PA one nothing halfway through the first period Vancouver and Victoria Later on tonight, the Blue Jays won earlier today in Boston, uh, beating the Red Sox 7-5. The Blue Jays 4-8 on the season. The Red Sox just 3-9. Women's World Hockey Championships, Canada 6-1 over Finland. They'll play Germany in the quarterfinals on Thursday. All right, we have Don on line two. Go ahead, Don. Hey, uh, I'm watching uh, the Oilers up. Watching the Saskatoon Blades play right now, and that Doc is playing. Yep, he's got the one goal for Saskatoon. This guy is great, man. Like I can't believe he's only number eight. These other seven must be really good. He's pretty he, good. He's, yeah, he's, he threw. He literally, he threw the big defense when he got six foot five. He threw him to the ground and picked the puck up and shoveled it in the top of the net. I'm glad I you mean, called it because I missed the actual goal because I'm looking all over the place while I'm hosting. Yeah, he's good. I, I think you know, like I said, I think you once you get out of the top two this year, Don, it's. You know, it's going to be a little unpredictable. Maybe there's going to be a late riser like Kotkaniemi last year who wound up going to the Canadians. I don't know if Doc is going to be there at number eight, though. Yeah, uh, I just watching what I've seen, uh, like he got that highlight goal the other night against, and he's, he's been against Prince Albert. Weren't they the number one team in the CHL this year? Yeah, PA was like what they started twenty-two and one or whatever it was. They're the yeah. they're the heavy favorites in the dub, and they are up two nothing in this series already. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, but uh, anyways, he, he's he's got two two beautiful goals. Like uh, I, like the guys who want to trade your your picks when you're picking this low, I don't think I don't know what they're thinking because the only way you can get better is, is to pick these guys because the Oilers have had terrible success with any picks that are beyond the third round. Well, have, how many after the first round have been really good? I mean, Jujar is on the team. Uh, who else is on the team that's not a first round pick or that they didn't? You know well, I mean? they had they had a couple of guys a few years back. Well, Davidson played. Well, yeah, and I actually liked him, but uh, yeah. Well, Pe- Petrie was a second rounder, I think, but they never hung yeah. on to these guys, right? Like they got to yeah. develop these guys and hang on to them. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, if, you, if you get these good first round picks or potential guys, you, you got to hang on to them and take a chance. I mean, they're not always going to turn out, but uh, um, like this guy looking at him, I mean, he's got all the tools. Okay, I, I watched him. I'm watching him play right now, and he's probably the best player on the ice. Don, appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for your call. Thanks, bye bye. And we have Phil on line three. Hey, Phil. Hey, Reed. How are you? Well, uh, I'm just still finished drying my eyes because we never made the playoffs. <laughs> uh, you're so, uh, you're gonna be okay. You think I'll make it, eh? <laughs> yeah. What uh, are you thinking tonight? Well, you know what? Uh, we got eight in the in the draft, and I'm hearing, uh, well, we should trade, we should trade, we should trade. 
in all honesty, uh, whoever our GM is, I don't think he's got too much of an option to trade that because of cap space. I mean, if we can trade away our, our, our eighth-place pick for a, for a, a, a power forward, but we can't afford it in the cap space, can we? No. I mean, you'd have to move out some other player or buy somebody out, which doesn't yeah. free up the entire cap space anyway, depending on, on who it is. So, yeah, so, I, I mean, our hands are basically tied, so... Uh, we're going to have to make a, uh, the best of the draft, the draft that we can, unless unless we can trade a guy, you know, some some of our defense away, like maybe Larson or Sekra, you know, some bigger contracts, right? But then you're giving up too much, right? Yeah, or Russell, uh, you know, there's another you guy know, who, who just, could go. Well, Russell, you know, what I myself personally, I like Russell. You know, he's a he's a the leading shot blocker in the league. How do, you, how do you trade away a guy like that? No, I like him too. I'm just saying because of, of money and, uh, I mean, he's closer to the end of his career than the beginning, right? I'm just, I, I know he's popular, Phil. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying, I, I think if you're looking at a buyout or a trade on the back end to try to free up money, it's Secker or Russell. And up front, I mean, you're not moving Luch, so. Yeah, there's, there's no movement up front. Uh, we've got, the only place that we've got any depth at all in our, in our juniors really is in defense, right? So the, the only the only place that we can make a move really is, like you say, Sekra, Russell, Larson type of thing, right? Well, I mean, they, but here's the thing no one wants to talk about. Sirius Gord called in about it last night is, is Nugent Hopkins. And I know people are horrified when I say that, but you never know what a new guy is going to think. Well, you know, that's kind of like firing, uh, that's kind of like firing, uh, what's his name there, the, the stick boy, uh, you know, the heart and soul of the team, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I'd love it if Nude stayed here. You'd, like, yeah, but I mean, I'm just wondering if they wanted to free up money and if they thought they could trade Nude for two players if they were forwards, if that's something you would look at. But I, 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 if you have a top 10 pick, I'm always tempted to take it because the Oilers need depth. They're still, like, their farm system is better, Phil, but it's not great. Like, it's gone from poor to probably good. Well, how are, how are the Condors doing, by the way? Uh, they're, the playoffs have not started yet. I think they got, was it four or five games left? I think they've lost three in a row. But they had that long winning streak. They've had a good year. Yeah, and there is. The, and Tyler there Benson's is the leading prospect. scorer. Right. There's some good prospects on forward and defense, uh, more so defense than, than forward, down with the Condors. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as uh, talking, trading away that uh, number eight, eight pick, I don't really think that's an option, no matter who our GM is. Well, and I think you said, I mean, they can't even really afford a, like, they might only have about a million dollars to spend per player, right, that they're going to have to bring in, maybe a little more. Well, we've, we've also got to sign Chase on, right? We've got contracts that are expiring, right? Chase on's one of them. He's going to want a little bit of cash. You know, and he's, he's happy being here. He fits in. And, uh, um, I mean, is he going to break the bank, uh, you know? I don't know what he will ask he's, for. I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, again, new GM is he going to be? He's a UFA, right? So exactly. he, he may want to test the market. Thanks, Phil. Good to hear from you. Later. And we have Tim as well. Hey, Tim. How's it going, Pete? Pretty good. Good. Uh, I just wondered. Uh, sorry, I'm just going to get you on uh, speaker here. Yeah, no problem. I just just wondered uh, what is the deal if they were to buy out? If they were to, sorry. Just turned off my radio. If we were to buy out Milan Lutrich, what is the deal with uh, 
you know, they're still going to retain a cap yet yeah. of some amount. I can uh, tell you exactly it? what it is. I'm just okay. going to the website right now. Perfect. Uh, where is the little buyout? It's a, it's a lot. But he's got three years left, hasn't he? He has four years left, buddy. Four years left. Yeah, and you don't really see, you don't really save a lot of money until the last four years. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. Uh, like one year, it's now I can't find the button. There it is. Buyout Kurt contract. All right, so here is what the cap hit would be per year for the next eight years if they bought out Lucic. I'll give it year by year, starting with the upcoming year. Three point six, five point six, four point one. 5.6 and then 625,000 for the last four years. So you the most you would save is 2.4 million dollars a year. Yeah, so you're really not gaining much over that. That that's four. why it's so hard to buy out that contract, man. And especially yeah. now, maybe the last couple of years. Yeah. But wow. it's tough, man. It's really tough. Yeah, so there's no hope there really. No, I can't see it happening this year. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just got on the radio. Did they get eight? Yes, we got eight. New Jersey got first. Who got first? Sorry. New Jersey again. Oh, New Jersey. Holy smoke. Top three is New Jersey, the Rangers, and Chicago. Oh, there was a lot of movement then. Yeah, New Jersey went from three to one. Rangers went from six to two. Chicago went from 12 to three. So that Colorado pick from Ottawa bumped down to four. Yeah, wow. Thanks, okay. Tim. No, that's great. Thanks very much. Okay, appreciate it. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Richard on the line as well. Hey, Richard. Hey, man. How's it going? Pretty good. Awesome. Uh, I say just stick with the players that we have now. I uh, there might be a couple that you're definitely gonna want to trade, but. I would just kind of stick with it. We never have stuck with it. We're always jumping around trying to fix the problem i think just play it out man like you know like reader for instance like the guy's in there like a heartbeat you'd resign reader i I, i'm i'm not even sure of that but i i wouldn't jump to conclusions because we always seem to get away with getting rid of people to try and rebuild so stick with the boys like you know it's it's the kind of the boys that aren't on the bus right now. You know, if, if they all hang out and kind of get the get the jive going, would be a good thing. Yeah, I well, I think I think they got to improve their depth, Richard. I mean, I don't think they can rely on Gambardella, Curry, and guys like that on the third or fourth I, lines. I, I actually like that Gambardella, to be honest with you. He works I, hard. I, yeah, I know he I, does work hard, but I don't know if he's ever going to score a ton. I, I, I don't know, but he sure did down the minors. So oh, that's true. Yeah. You, you know, like it, we, we've said that about so many players that we've gotten rid of that turned out to be really decent players because they, you know, uh, you know got, a, got a contract after they learned the NHL and all of a sudden now they're a good player on a good team. Thanks, so Richard. I, I, yeah, good to hear you from you. Much. Appreciate it. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We also have Dave calling in. Hey, Dave. Hey, how's it going? Oh, I'm doing well. Nice to hear from you. Good. I was just curious. It might sound far fetched. I heard it earlier. Uh, some people talking about it. But what about the eighth pick uh, and uh, Lucic hold back a million at Lucic's contract to the Devils? 
for a, for a second rounder. For a second rounder? Yeah, because it'd be an early second round pick, so it'd still be a good pick. And what's the other thing you're trading? You're trading the eighth pick and Lucic, swallowing one million of his contract. They're rebuilding anyway. They might be trading Hall this summer, so now they got their. They don't. They can afford them because the Quinn and uh, uh, what's his face Hersher are still on entry level. Yep. So the money's not going to be much of an option. We buy five million back, and we can go after somebody. If if I was New Jersey, I don't know if I would take that much of Lucic's contract. First of all, and yeah, plus it's only remember four Luc- years, and they got all the money, right? So now they get a second pick in the top eight. Yeah, I I don't. Uh, thanks, Dave. I and I don't know if Luch would waive his no move to go to New Jersey. That's another big obstacle there. Like, there's a lot of obstacles with getting Luchic off the roster. Mark on line one. Hey, Mark. Hey, Reed. How you doing tonight? Pretty good. Yeah. No, I was just calling. Just uh, I believe is the expansion lottery. Is that not next year? Uh, yes. Expansion draft would be next year. And and that's why. I think to sit there and uh, and trade away this draft pick, which would be completely protected, uh, for something that would be unprotected, uh, I don't think that would be a good long term move. I mean, that's a good way to think of it too. You got to figure that in, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's something that I I don't think Chiarelli uh, accounted for when he he did the Reinhardt deal, and uh, I mean, obviously, it just cost us Reinhardt, <laughs> and Reinhardt had to. Uh, to uh, right. second-round draft picks, I believe. Uh, well, first, and I, I know like the Islanders took Barzell on that pick. I don't know if the Islanders would have taken Barzell, but any player would be better than no player. Or if the but no, I, 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 and I'm going to go back on the uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins thing again. I mean, I, I, I'm sick and tired of trading one good player for two, uh, like two so-so NHL players. Like we, yeah. we should be able to with with the money that. Uh, that uh, Daryl Cates is committed to putting towards this team, uh, we should be trying to garner like free agents or uh, or PTOs. We should not be sitting there and trading a good player for two two lesser likes. All right, thanks, Mark. Good to hear from you. Thanks, Reed. We'll uh, get to another call or two after this break. We're wrapping up at eight o'clock. The Oilers will pick eighth overall. New Jersey wins the draft lottery. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Oil Kings scoreless after the first period in Calgary. That's game three. The Oil Kings lead the series 2-0. Saskatoon leading Prince Albert 1-0 after the first. Kirby Dock with the goal as uh, PA leads that series 2-zip. And uh, coming up later tonight, Vancouver against Victoria. The New Jersey Devils had an 11.5% chance, chance to win the draft lottery. And that is what happened. They move up from 3-1. to one. The Oilers are bumped down from 7-8. to eight. The New York Rangers jump up to number 2. Chicago gets 3rd overall. Uh, Vancouver will pick 10th. Montreal 15th. Montreal had the 1% chance of winning the draft lottery, so that does not come in for them. Blue Jays won 7-5 over Boston earlier today. Canada at the Women's World Hockey Championship winning 6-1 over Finland. They'll play Germany in a quarterfinal on Thursday. Uh, Thursday, we're hitting the road. Well, I am anyway. We will be doing the 
show from the Gary Moe Auto Group Sportsplex in Lacombe for the Allen Cup. It will be quarterfinal day on Thursday. So I'm looking forward to that. Obviously, we don't know what teams are going to be in it. Uh, Lacombe playing tonight against Hout Madawaska, the Quebec representative. I think I said that correctly. So it's two pools of three at the Allen Cup. You play a little round robin in your pool. The first place team gets a bye to the semis, and then the other four teams cross over and play in the quarterfinals. So even if you go 0-2 in the round robin, you still have a chance to win the tournament. So that's how that works. We're going to be there on Thursday. That's going to be a lot of fun. The Oilers picked first overall in 2010. At that time... The last place team had a 25% chance of winning the lottery and a 48% chance of picking first overall because, remember, teams couldn't move up more than four spots if they won the lottery. The Oilers, though, were picked, so they stayed first. They picked Hall. In 2010, like Rob and I were talking about, New Jersey had a 3.6% chance of winning the lottery and they did. You could only move up four. They went up from eight to four. The Oilers stayed with the first pick and took Nuge. The Oilers had the second best odds of winning the draft lottery in 2012 at 18.8%. It came in. They jumped ahead of Columbus and took Yakupov. And in 2015, the Oilers were third last in the league. So they had the third best chances of winning the lottery, 11.5%. And they got it. And they got Connor McDavid. 2016, they went to three teams in the lottery. Edmonton dropped from second to fourth. They were bumped out by Winnipeg and Columbus. The Oilers weren't in the lottery in 2017. In 2018, Edmonton dropped from ninth to tenth because Carolina moved all the way up from 11 to two. Quick history of the NHL draft lottery. There is there are far too many draft lottery stories, and not enough playoff stories for the last uh, 13 years for the Edmonton Oilers. But unfortunately, that's the situation where, where we're in. They're going to pick eighth. Uh, you know, I I don't think Kirby Dock is going to be there at eight, sitting here still a couple of months, two and a half months, really, before the draft. Actually, what are we at? Yeah, two and a half months before the draft. Obviously, things could change. There could be some late movers, some late fallers. Uh, but I wouldn't think that Doc would be there at eight for the Oilers. There's a couple kids off the U.S. National Development Team program, uh, like Trevor Zagris, like Alex Turcott, like Matthew Boldy, Swedish defenseman Philip Broberg, Victor Soderstrom, that could be hanging around. Maybe Peyton Krebs out of Kootenai could be there at eight. Uh, he's a center who's had a, had a really good year on a bad team. So there's all names to keep in mind and stuff that will be breaking down for sure in uh, in the weeks to come. But that's the story tonight. New Jersey uh, wins the... So I guess you could... Like New Jersey's... Here's the thing. When the Oilers drafted Nuge, they did not win the draft lottery. They retained the number one pick. New Jersey actually won the lottery and uh, moved up to number four. So that gives New Jersey three draft lottery wins in the last eight years, if you want to look at that, look at it that way. It's, I don't know. I don't know how you're going to look at it. <laughs> We will we'll get Hal Gill on the show tomorrow. Uh, we love having Hal on the show. Uh, we've asked him to move to tomorrow, so that's no problem there. We will also... Oh, Calvin McCarty's going to be on the show tomorrow. I think he's traveling around doing some stuff with the Eskimos. And uh, the plan is to go down to Calgary and talk to my good buddy Pat Steinberg from Sportsnet 960. I have the Flames winning the West. Here are the picks I made. Again, guaranteed to be correct. Bet your house buy a second house, also bet that house on these picks. 
I'm, I'm being serious. To- totally serious. Tell your bookie I'm being totally serious. Tampa Bay over Columbus in five. I'm taking Boston to sweep Toronto. Capitals over Carolina in six. Penguins over Islanders in seven. Calgary over Colorado in five. Vegas over San Jose in seven. Dallas to beat Nashville in six. And St. Louis over Winnipeg in six. Kevin says, hire Taylor Hall's old junior coach, Bob Bugner, then sign Taylor next summer. Trade Nuge for a cheaper center, a demon, and a high draft pick. That is from Kevin. And I think I made, I think I accidentally made it sound like demon, D-man. Do not trade Nuge for a demon. Talk about a cancer in the locker room. Okay, thanks to Angie Quinnell, our studio producer this evening. Dave Campbell's the producer of Inside Sports. Appreciate everybody who called in and texted as we kept you updated throughout the draft lottery. You heard from Rob Brown, Jason Chimera, Fernando Pisani, and Max Boltman filled you in on Jack Hughes, the consensus number one overall pick. I'll join you at 6 o'clock tomorrow, everybody. Have a great night. 6.30 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.